Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Well, very good Saturday morning to you after 8 o'clock in the city of Seattle and its beautiful environs. Shrouded in fog as we may be, it is Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Another Saturday morning, another hour talking about horsepower, or I think maybe this week more electric power, but we'll see as the uh, day and morning progresses. Hope uh, you are doing okay. A crazy week, man. Boy, talk about a uh, just a nutty um, week of, of insanity. That's uh, exactly what we have, uh, have experienced. So I hope this... Um, one-hour island in the radio landscape gives you a bit of an escape from uh, all of it. Now, if, well, uh, you know, I was just going to say, if you try to listen on Facebook Live, we're having trouble getting on Facebook Live, which we seem to have these days. So, uh, you know, what can I say? Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Ever since Facebook moved over to that new format, um. It just hadn't been the same. I like the old format a lot better, but I know the back of it doesn't, you know, still works with the new format. But this isn't Facebook talk, it's drive time. So we will talk about cars. We got an interesting guest this morning. We got a cartoon for you from the heart of the psychedelic 60s, man. You know, back in the 60s, a lot of people were getting out of cars. You know, you kind of want, if you remember, uh, and if you weren't there, a little bit of history for you, you know, cars, culture, and, and, and the whole car scene where everybody had a, that, that California-influenced Beach Boys, everybody's got to have a hot rod scene, was hot and heavy up until really the Beatles came on and, and psychedelics. And then all of a sudden, 1966, 67, 68, things started to change. The hot rods were still there, but you didn't build them yourself anymore. You went out. And you bought them. You bought cars like the GTO and the, and and uh, the uh, uh, you know the Olds Hearst Oldsmobile and the Chevy SS series, and all of those cars which were really out of the box hot rods. And uh, between that and the um, the war in Vietnam that was raging, uh, you know, young men who were hot rodders were uh, going over to uh, to Vietnam and they weren't coming back the same. And their thoughts and a lot of a lot of things changed. I think we touched on that last July 4th, if you remember that show uh, where we talked about a story at Chaz and uh, the guy who had the Corvette and went away and was killed in Vietnam and his car still exists today and they still show it around and it's a, a really incredible story. And, um, you know, just the whole car culture that there was a, a line in there where everything kind of changed. And by 1970, 71, uh, people were into other stuff. You had the hardcore hot rodders still going, you know, connected highway and racing, uh, you know, street racing places were as popular as ever, popular as they are today. But still, there was this, um, they're kind of getting away from cars, uh, I, it's hard to explain exactly what point it was, but it just seemed that uh, kids were more into spending their money on music and drugs than they were on cars. And the business and the whole car culture kind of faded away into a into kind of a corner. And, uh, you know, the music and the 70s and everything happened and the car culture kind of went away for, for mainstream America. You still had the hardcores like me who still uh, had hot rods and built cars and or bought GTOs or bought Chevelles or bought the, you know, muscle cars or still loved their Corvettes. But it was, it, you, you could see the shift. You could see the speed shops going out of business. You could see the places uh, that you normally would buy performance uh, equipment kind of go by the wayside. And, uh, you know, by the time you got to 1980 with all of the um, regulations on cars and everything, it kind of uh, pollution regulations and so on and so forth, it kind of killed it. And uh, but 
this morning's uh, um, cartoon will celebrate that that line uh, in the '60s, where car culture and pop culture kind of butted up against each other for a long time. We'll also talk about try talk about a change in culture. Drive Electric Week uh, was this past week. Uh, today is the last. Uh, I think it's the last day of it. There was an event in Seattle yesterday. I think there's one in Tacoma maybe today. And we will talk about uh, that event. We'll talk about Drive uh, Drive Electric with um, Noah Barnes, who is from Drive Electric. It's a program to get you to get interested in your next car purchase and making an electric car and finding out and matching up and, and it's kind of like a big uh, electric car owners club. The people that buy these cars feel like they're doing something. Not just that they're buying a car, but they're doing something for the environment. They're reducing um, greenhouse gases and so on and so forth. And listen, we can try to figure out if that's true or not, because you're going to need increased electric power to do it. But if you're doing it on solar power, if you're doing it on that, does it increase the greenhouse gases or not? I'll leave it to smarter minds than mine. Be able to tell you that. Um, Nathan is uh, getting some good news. I don't know if you saw my my uh, email, Nathan, or my text to you this week, but uh, the Mazda people called and said that the, the Turbo uh, 3, the Mazda Turbo 3, which many people who own Mazda 3s are waiting for, is on the way. It's official. It's coming. It's here. It's official. And they're stamping them out right now. They're going to turbocharge that puppy up. And um, also a couple of other things from Mazda uh, that were really cool. And a uh, press co- a little uh, you know press conference that they had with us on uh, I think it was Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they revealed a couple of. Um, Really cool things that if you're a Mazda owner, I think you will be uh, happy about. Um, there is, uh, oh, I'm trying to think now exactly what, the, there's a, a, a Miata. Well, let's go with the Mazda 3 2.5 turbo first. 250 horsepower, 320 pound feet of torque, all wheel drive. Um, you know, if you listen to the review that I did on this car, uh, what was it, the two or three weeks ago, you know how much I love it. Nathan has one. He loves it, right, Nathan? I certainly do. Yeah. So, And if, it, and if Nathan has the car and he loves it, what, what more do we all need to know? Run out and buy one. Uh, unfortunately, no standard shift, which would make this car a real, oh, my. I mean, I don't think they could keep them. You know, I think they would sell all they could print if uh, they in fact um, uh, put a stick shift in this but the Mazda 2.5 turbo is on the way also Mazda announced a carbon edition of uh, their CX-9 their Mazda 6 and their CX-5 it's Mazda's 100th anniversary so they're putting out this carbon edition it has some you know some nice accoutrements premium features on it um, on these cars, there's a special carbon blue, which I think is one of the more beautiful blues. It reminds me of that uh, Cadillac blue back in uh, in the early 60s. As a matter of fact, there's a guy running around Edmonds with a 63 Cadillac convertible that's that blue color, that GM blue of the early 60s. And I just, oh, do I, I just love looking at that car. Whenever he parks downtown Edmonds, man, I just stop and take pictures of it. Because uh, I love it so much. It reminds me so much of my dad. It's a Cadillac 63 Cadillac convertible. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful guy. It looks like he spent, you know, it's a, it's that that light blue color with a white interior. And, oh, man, what an incredible looking car. And uh, a, a, a really um, a spectacular. They're also going to come out with a, uh, a little... Um, Mazda Miata 100th edition, 100th uh, edition. It's a 2020 because that's the anniversary in Mazda, uh, the little Miata, the little MX-5 uh, with a red and kind of cream color scheme, which was the color of the original Mazda and an all red interior. Uh, they're only going to make 500 of them. So I'm sure the Mazda Miata collectors 
will be trying to get their hands on them as much as they can. And I bet you did not know that yesterday was Name Your Car Day. Did you know that, Nathan? Do you have a name for your car? I do, and it's strapped on my license plate. It named itself for me. It's Ben. Ben. Like the, <laughs> like the, why Ben? On my license plate, the first three letters are B-E-N. So I call it Ben. Ah, That's its so name. It's ben. <laughs> no relation to the movies of the 60s, the uh, Willard and Ben movies, is there? Nope. Okay, just nope. checking. Because those were big movies back in, I guess, the 70s. Michael Jackson had a number one song with the song Ben. Have you ever heard that? No, but I will say that my previous car was a Mazda 6, and I named it Roku, which is six in Japanese. That's well. There you go, man. Roku and Ben. Uh, I've had, I named my cars after song titles. I, I got to that habit when I drove a tow truck many years ago. We used to put song titles on the back of the uh, uh, on the uh, you know the back of the cab of the tow truck. And my first truck that I actually owned myself was "If Only You Believe" from Miracles from Jefferson Airplane. Mm. which will tell you what year that was and how long ago it was. <laughs> uh, but, yes, it's National Name Your... It was a National Name Your Car Day yesterday. It's a day for everything, obviously. I'm sure it was some other, like, National Donut Day or something like that, a National Pepperoni Pizza Day. But Volkswagen sent out a press release that gave you the definition of all of the meanings of their names. And if you want to know the meaning of one of the Volkswagens, the Beetle, of course, was named uh, because people called it. It looked like a little Beetle in Germany, and the name actually caught on. It was the nickname of the cause, but people called it. And finally, uh, probably 10 years after they um, started production of the Beetle back in 49, they, um, they changed the official name to the Beetle, the model name to the Beetle. And, uh, you know, the Touareg is, uh, which I found, fa- the one what I did find fascinating, and there's a, a couple of Volkswagens that are named after winds, uh, a couple of them that are named, um, you know, combinations of names in German. Uh, but the one I found fascinating, fascinating was the Touareg, which is their uh, SU, one of their SUVs. And it is named after a tribe of nomadic people in Northern Africa. Who knew? I, did you know? I didn't know. I'm sure if you own a Touareg, you probably took a look at that. But that's um, that's our top five, our kind of uh, our lead into the show today. We'll take a quick break here. We'll do Yovini. Um, uh, what are you driving? Let's let's do it now. Let's do Yovini. What are you driving right now? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? I'm glad you asked, Nathan. Nathan good with that thing. I mean, he got he's got that right down. Uh, this week is the Hyundai venue. If you're looking for a small car, and I just got into this car the other day, so I don't have too much um, driving experience in it. I will tell you that I took my uh, I took my daughter out driving in it, and um, it, you know it's a little uh, a little bouncy on the city streets, but it's an eighteen thousand dollar brand new car. A little SUV. It's kind of, it reminds you, reminds me a bit, more than a bit, of the Kia Soul, uh, but smaller. And uh, it's, uh, you know, listen, you, you give up, you give up some stuff when you buy an $18,000 car. But would you rather spend $18,000 on a used car or $18,000 on a car that's going to come with a 10-year warranty? Hyundai is betting that you'll go with the 18000 on a new car with a 10-year warranty, um, and that you will give the venue a serious look. So we'll review it in full over the next couple of weeks. But um, uh, this week, that's what I'm driving. It's a fun little car. Uh, it's a, um, again, it's a real city car. It's easy to park. It maneuvers in small spaces. And it is, uh, I, I think so far, a good little urban runaround. I don't know if I'd want to go cross country in one, but I don't mind going across the street in one. All right, that's the opening. What are you driving this week? We come back, we'll talk about electric car week. Plug in, turn on, tune out is what they say. This is Drive Time Radio. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. 
or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, here we are back on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Drive Time Radio, New York. Vinny hanging out with you. It's a Saturday morning. You probably know that already. I don't know why I keep telling it to you, but I, you know, I just want to drive it home that Saturday morning and you're wiping the sleep out of your eyes and you hear my voice coming out of your radio speaker. That's got to be a scary thing right there, to be honest with you. Anyway, it is uh, Drive Electric Week, National Drive Electric Week. And it is uh, an event designed to get you to think about driving electric, uh, giving up your gasoline engine and moving into electric power, which is, seems to be the wave of the future. We talked last week about the California governor, Gavin Newsom, saying that by a, a certain time, all cars sold in that state will have to be electric. I think other states up and down the West Coast, at least, are going to follow through with that. I don't know uh, I would imagine that New York and, and Washington, D.C. and other places will follow through on that as well. So we will um, we will get a, a few moments here with Noah Barnes. Noah is uh, with uh, Drive Electric America, if I believe, if I think I have the name right. It, uh, but he joins us now. Noah, good, a- good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Vinny. Oh, thanks for jumping on. What's the exact name of your organization? How can people find it on the Internet? Yes, we are Plug in America, uh, but we also organize National Drive Electric Week, like you were talking about. And uh, you can find Drive Electric Week at driveelectricweek.org. Great. And this is a series of events that pretty much wind up today uh, um, that uh, highlight electric cars uh, that um, to take a look at um, the um, uh, the practicality, the usefulness. This is an exploding sector in automobiles in that uh, people, I think, uh, are hungry for this technology. Uh, they're just unsure of it yet. Now, what's your job? What's What does uh, uh, Drive Electric do, uh, Plug in America do toward, you know, toward, toward making people feel a little bit better about driving an electric car? Sure. We are a national nonprofit organization that um, advances electric vehicles. Um, one, of the, one of the biggest ways that we do that is through National Drive Electric Week. So um, in a normal year, we would have over 300 events in all 50 states all around the country where you can go for free and check out electric vehicles, take a test drive in an electric vehicle, talk to EV owners, um, and really kind of get the opportunity to experience uh, these great, cool new vehicles without necessarily being in a sales environment. You're not in a dealership. They're not trying to sell you anything. It's just kind of a fun event. This year, because of the pandemic, we had to really scale back on the in-person events. But uh, the great thing this year has been that we've shifted a lot of it online. So we ended up with over 150 online events. Uh, over the past week and and through this weekend. Um, And these events are looking at a lot of different aspects of electric vehicles. So there's um, webinars and events devoted to, for example, the new upcoming EVs. So we did a session with engineers from Nissan and Ford and Volkswagen looking at what new EVs they have coming out next year. We did sessions on used EVs. We did sessions on classic EVs. We did sessions on battery recycling, all sorts of different things. 
Um, and there's actually uh, later today, actually at 10 a.m., uh, Tacoma Power is doing a, a virtual event uh, for Drive Electric Week. So that'll be today from 10 a.m. to noon, um, sort of geared towards uh, Tacoma and Tacoma Power um, residents, although the, the information is relevant for anyone. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff going on. Even the events that took place already, um, there are recordings of many of them that you can still check out and, and get all of the information. Uh, so National Drive Electric Week is, is sort of the one of the big things that we do to, um, you know, get information out there to people who may not know about electric vehicles, may not, you know, might think of them as golf carts. Uh, we just want to kind of give people the opportunity to experience them for themselves. And uh, in in this electric vehicle space, I mean, we're now looking at uh, within a, a very short time, 300 to 400 mile ranges on these cars, which is probably double what anybody drives, uh, usually, mm-hmm. especially if you're using a, a second commute car to work and back. The average uh, drive, I think, is under 20 miles uh, to commute to work. Uh, what, what are the advantages to people besides just a cleaner environment of driving an electric car? I, I, you know, one of the things for me that I love about it is never buying gas. Um, so you can just plug in your car at night. Uh, you know, when you get home from work, you plug in your car and it charges overnight and every morning you wake up to a full battery. So if you have a car that goes 200, 300, 400 miles, uh, you know, you don't have to stop by the gas station and pay gas prices and, you know, pump the gas every week. Um, so that is one of my favorite things about it. Uh, another thing that I really love about driving an electric car is, um, how smooth it is, how quiet it is. And the instant acceleration, you know, I, um, I drive a Nissan Leaf, which, you know, I, I think is a great car, but, you know, uh, the acceleration on a Tesla or something is even better. But even in my Nissan Leaf, when you hit the gas pedal, you really go. There's no, there's no waiting for it to kind of, you know, kick into gear or anything. It's, uh, it's, it's smooth, it's quiet, and it's really fun to drive. It's very zippy. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think a lot of people know that they're great for the environment and they, they produce less emissions, but, uh, they're really fun to drive. They're really convenient. And, uh, you know, also paying, uh, for electricity is a lot cheaper than paying for gas. It's, you know, if you can charge at home, it's about a quarter of what you would pay for gas. So that's another great benefit, uh, to driving an electric vehicle. One of the things, and we're talking to to, uh, Noah Barnes from Plug In America here on Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. No, one of the things that people bring up to me all the time about electric cars is, you know, once the electric companies get hip to this, that we're all plugging in to charge our cars, uh, they're going to start to raise the electric rates. You know, that the the, uh, the infrastructure to uh, charge our cars with electric will take away any kind of cost advantage plus people you know without a gas tax uh the roads will get all crumbly if i don't drive a gasoline car and use a certain amount of gallons a year and i never heard anybody not complain about paying a tax but in this instance they say well what will happen to the roads what where will be the shift do you think in 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 the money part of this you know now we're getting rebates if you go out and buy an electric car and will there come a point where it costs more to own an electric car or do you see that being a stable area i think it's going to i think it's going to be stable but you know you those are great questions and those are things that are still you know kind of being worked out in regards to the gas tax what a lot of states are um doing now is um, incorporating EV registration fees uh, for electric vehicles so that you pay so that rather than paying the gas tax, you pay a registration fee. You know, at Plug in America, we also do advocacy around these types of policies. And, and our position on this is that, you know, electric vehicle drivers should certainly pay their fair share. We're not asking to uh, not pay the taxes that the gas vehicles pay. Um, but at the same time, some states have incorporated fees that are way higher than what the average driver pays in gas taxes. So we we want that to be equitable. And I think as more and more Americans shift to electric vehicles, that will have to be worked out because, um, you know, right now there's it's still only about two or three percent of new cars sold are electric. Um, right. So I think a lot of states are kind of putting in these things to uh, 
to make up for the fact that, you know, people are starting to shift over, but it does need to be uh, an equitable um, fee because you're right. Roads need to be paid for. We don't want our, our infrastructure to crumble. We, you know, um, so, so that's something that a lot of states are looking at right now. Um, and, uh, uh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot your other question. What was the other question? Oh, uh, it was. You know, it, it basically will. Um, you know, will the popularity of these vehicles with the uh, with the ongoing popularity coming up? Will electric companies get hip to it with plug-in and cars, and all mm. of a sudden, you know, hike. Uh, you know, put a surtax on your electric bill if you're using a charger in your house to uh, charge your car, so that you'll wind up paying as much as you do when you when you fill up your tank. You know, we haven't seen any evidence of that. I think one of the things is that utilities are very tightly regulated. Um, and so, you know, they they can only charge certain amounts and they're, they have to respond to utility commissions and things like that. So we haven't seen that. Um, I don't I don't foresee that happening. But one of the great things about electricity is that the the prices do remain stable, unlike gas prices. So, you know, with gas prices, depending on what's going on around the world, you know, all of a sudden the gas prices, the gas prices might spike and, you know, all of a sudden you're paying an extra dollar a gallon than you were a month ago. And that doesn't happen with uh, electricity. You know, we, they don't kind of uh, uh, change as much as gas prices do. So it also brings some, some stability to that so that you can um, pretty certainly know what you're going to be paying each month for electricity. And, um, and, you know, it, depending on where you live, it's almost always, I would say, a quarter to a third of what you would normally pay for gas. And, and right now, um, if you are one of those people who want to go out and buy one of these cars, if you're an early adopter, which you still would be, I think, with an electric car, even if even though there are, I don't know, more than a million, almost two million of them out on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still uh, great tax breaks out there for a lot of people that really bring down the prices. Uh, you know, Tesla and I think maybe GM with the Bolt uh, mm-hmm. might have hit their tax ceilings, but there are other electric cars out there that haven't. And you can actually wind up uh, buying a car for uh, an electric car for a lot less than what it says on the window. That's exactly right. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. Tesla and GM have hit their cap on the federal EV tax credit, um, but there are over 40 models, uh, I think close to 50 models now available in the U.S. We also run a car shopping website called plugstar.com, and if you go on plugstar.com, it'll ask you some questions about what are your daily driving habits, what's your budget, and it will um, give you a match score uh, for which vehicles are best for your household. And you can compare the different vehicles, but you can also find all of the incentives on that website, on plugstar.com. So you put in your zip code, and it will tell you all of the different tax credits and rebates that you're eligible for. So the federal tax credit, like you mentioned, is for up to $7,500. But um, I know Washington State has a sales tax exemption as well, so you don't have to pay the sales tax on your electric vehicle Many uh, utilities offer rebates if you want to install charging in your home. They'll pay for that or they'll pay for a portion of that. So um, it's definitely worth it to check out all of the different incentives that are available because um, you can get, get great deals on electric vehicles. Um, you know, and there's also a growing number of used electric vehicles out there. So um, you know, when you, the nice thing about a used electric vehicle is that it has a lot less moving parts. So, you know, there aren't as many parts to kind of break down and fail. So if you have, you know, if you if you get a car with a good battery, um, you know, if the battery is healthy, that's really kind of the main concern in a used electric vehicle. And, um, you know, those are just now kind of starting to come out as the EV, uh, you know, as the current generation of EVs, you know, get older. But within the next two or three years, we're going to see a lot more of those used EVs hitting the market as well. Uh I, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with Noah. It's uh, it's good to get this information. Pluginamerica.org is the name of the website. And if you go there, you can find links to Plugstar, to uh, National Drive Electric Week, to the Tacoma event that's happening online today, and get um, 
a lot of great information about uh, about driving electric, which is the future. I mean, we can all sit around and say, oh, you know, complain, and there's nothing like a V8. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, the sound of a V8, but uh, the future is dictating here uh, that electric and alternative fuels are going to become the norm of the day, and you're a big part of that in, with this website and getting that going. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I really appreciate the uh, the time uh, on a on a Saturday morning if you're jumping on with us. Good luck with the rest of uh, Drive Up uh, Drive Electric Week. I appreciate. Thank you so much, Vinny. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. Thank you so much for uh, listening to uh, uh, Drive Time. We always appreciate it. You can always get us at uh, Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. We come back. We got our cartoon of the week for you here on Drive Time. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater Research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A Safety Ride Tire. First, with the revolutionary Dynapol Tread. New Safety Ride Tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater Laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Right back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny, hanging out with you Saturday morning at Foggy out there. Foggy's going to burn off, though, and it's supposed to be a very beautiful day out there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it's going to be out. Uh, and uh, the leaves are turning color, so people are going to be heading up to the hills to see the leaves, and I'm going to do that today, too. Go see some change. I don't know what the fascination with getting in the car and watching the leaves go is just spectacular to me. You know, in some places, I, you know, my sister lives in California. Nothing changes there in the winter. You know, I mean, it all kind of just looks the same. It's a little colder. Maybe it rains a little bit. Uh, but here we're lucky enough to have that uh, beautiful changing of the leaves. The color of the leaves is uh, a tree across the street from where I live that's uh, like bright red already. It's spectacular. Matter of fact, I took a photo of our drive time uh, road test car of the week, the Lexus Hybrid in front of it it's just a beautiful picture of the, the silver of the car and i'll put it up on the facebook page by the way if you're thinking you're going to find us on facebook this morning uh, we're having trouble getting on as we do sometimes so uh, we're just uh, you're gonna have to get the podcast to do it all right time now for our uh, patented feature our award-winning feature our cartoon of the week every week we dig out a car song a song that talks about uh pays tribute to memorializes has something to do with cars in this one of because it, it it brings that car culture and that culture of the 60s together uh this is donovan leach for those of you who are around in the 60s or love that type of music uh donovan uh, had many hits with sunshine superman mellow yellow and atlantis which is a song that everybody should listen to but on one of his early albums he did this um he was much more of a bluesy uh, kind of uh, player, a, a musician. 
And he did this song that uh, includes Mustangs, Chevrolets, and Cadillacs. Here's Hey Jim. There you go, Donovan, 66, and Hey Jip, the name of that one, uh, that uh, praises, uh, well, not praise, but it says, uh, for, um, for your love, I'll buy you a new car. I'll buy you a Chevrolet. I'll buy you a Cadillac. I'll buy you a Ford Mustang. And then he says, but I don't want the Mustang. I don't want the Chevrolet. I don't want the Cadillac. I want you, baby. Ain't that sweet? That's a love song. Back in 1966, it was, 65. Uh, and that is uh, Donovan, of course. The, I forgot to mention Donovan's biggest song, which was, uh, I think it was his biggest song. Well, maybe Mellow Yellow, but also the great Herdy Gurdy Man. The Herdy Gurdy Man. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, our cartoon of the week. Uh, that uh, tries to get, you know, because cars and music go together so well, don't they? I'm sure that when you go out looking at the leaves today, uh, that you will um, have some music flowing in your car from your iPod or iPad or uh, iPhone or Galaxy, whatever it is. You'll crank that little thing up and plug it in or it'll Bluetooth it for you. And with today's technology, you can uh, reach across with Spotify and Pandora and all of those things. You can have any, you know, it used to be you have to listen, you know, you turn on, uh, K, you know, KOL or whatever, you know, whatever radio station, KJR, and you had to hear, you know, some DJ, you know, like I do. Uh, but now you just uh, plug in and you go. Same like with the electric car, you plug in and you go and you, you do no harm to the environment and you play a little music and maybe hopefully uh it'll be a day where you just uh, jump in your car and go look at leaves and you know kind of get away from uh, use your car as a, a tool of solace you know it's funny that uh, i don't know if you've seen these lincoln commercials that talk about using your car as sanctuary but how many people i mean i think they really hit on something there because i think there's a lot of people that use their cars as uh, that getaway spot you get in that car and you can listen to your own music and you can eat and you can uh, park by a lake or go take a drive and it it calms you down i mean my daughter i remember when she was a little kid and we couldn't get her to sleep we'd take it downstairs put her in the car uh drive uh, around a little bit and the the you know the sound of the of the the car the wheels and everything would would put her to sleep it would soothe her so, I mean, there is in a lot of ways something very soothing about the sanctuary, the uh, privateness, uh, the ability to get your car and drive somewhere and get it all out of your mind. How many movies and how many people do we see say, oh, I'm just going to go for a drive and think? One of the most popular things in the world. All right, quick break here. We come back. We will have our... Drive Time Radio Road Test of the Week as we delve into uh, one of the better SUVs out there. If you're looking for luxury, you're looking for Lexus, and you'll find it in the uh, RX450H Hybrid. It's Drive Time Radio here on 1150KKNW in Seattle. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dyno for fast winter starts. Worry about winter. What for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now. Winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair, we care about you, about your car. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. I'm back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny, hanging with you. Nathan is along as well, pushing the buttons back at the studio and producing the show as he does so uh, so ably and so wonderfully. And um, 
We always appreciate that from him on these uh, Saturday morning get-togethers that we have. By the way, it's hard to believe, and I know this is uh, this, this shocked me in, in some ways because it's been such a crazy time, but as of uh, the end of this month, the beginning of next month, it'll be our year anniversary on KKNW. So they say if you make uh, the first year, you got it made, right? Well, there you go. We uh, <laughs> we are making the first year. By the way, if you need uh, a shot of, of me during the week, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you to listen to the show or not. Uh, but I get together with uh, my old radio partner here in Seattle, Michael Knight, and we do a uh, an issues-oriented show. Uh, uh, really, it's a conversation between two guys. If you were sitting at the coffee shop, you'd hear us talking about the same thing as you do on Facebook Live. It's Mikey and Vinny Live uh, on Facebook. We take on the world um, and all of the all of the things. And it really is a coffee shop conversation where the two of us just uh, talk to each other about um, anything that pops into our heads. It's it's, it's definitely that '60s type stream of consciousness radio. And if you go to my page, or actually if you go to the Mikey and Vinny, Michael Knight and New York Vinny page on Facebook, you'll find us there, or my page on Facebook, uh, which is uh, New York Vinny Ricci. You will find us, me, and our uh, cast of characters there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. And we go about an hour, hour, hour and a half, depending on what we have to talk about, depending on what, uh, depending on what, uh, so what we do is we give you the, con- the 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 whole conversation with no commercials. Where you know regular radio station breaks it up with breaks and everything like that. Um, no commercials, no nothing. Uh, we talk about music, we talk about sports, we talk about politics, we talk about elections, and we talk about the president and all that other stuff. So all the political stuff you don't get here, you get on uh, on Mikey and Vinny uh, take on the world on. Uh, Facebook Live, and hopefully uh, coming to a radio station near you soon. By the way, I do want to throw one political thing in here, and it's not really political as much as it is patriotic. And that is, um, I, listen, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. That's your decision. You vote for who you think is going to do the best job as president. That's the way it is. That's how I, I think. I have the people I like, you have the people you like, and Whoever more people think like us, that's who gets elected, right? But one of the things that I would like you to consider in this upcoming election, if you can, is working at the polls. Um, I've done it for years. Uh, I've done it probably now seven or eight years. I was elected to be a commissioner of uh, elections in Pittsburgh. And I will tell you, it's one of the more fulfilling things that you can do. As far as if you want a front seat, you know, we always talk about I want a front seat to the ball game. I want a front seat to the hockey game. I want a front seat to this. I want a front seat to that. Well, working at an election poll will give you a front seat to democracy and how it's supposed to work. You get to meet your neighbors. Um, Certainly, it's a, a, a different year this year. And I know here in Washington, we don't have the, uh, you know, the poll system, uh, but there's a desperate need in many places for election workers, uh, not just for the polls, but to uh, help out with counting ballots because there's going to be a record number of ballots this year. So if you have people in other states that have polling places or um, you're so inclined to help out, you can volunteer. Uh, there are paid positions available. Go to the King County Board of Elections page and take a look at how you can help them out. Uh, we all talk about uh, democracy and how we need to make it work. And the best way to make it work is take a day and head over to um, the, the election center and help out. It's a, it's, it's a really simple thing. They provide training and it'll give you an immense, I, I got an immense feeling of participation in something when I helped out in Pennsylvania. What I have in-person voting, they still haven't uh, hipped up to, um, to by mail voting like we have here in Washington. Uh, but it really does, uh, it, it does your heart good 
when you uh, you know if, if, when you're uh, when you're political, as I am, and you feel like you've taken part in the process. So when you talk about politics or you talk about life, it gives you a better feeling. So that's my spiel about that. If you can volunteer, if you can help out, if you know somebody in another state where they have elections and they need people, especially young people, because so many of the uh, poll workers are older, retired people who are afraid to go to a poll this year because of COVID. So again, if you can do that, if you can help out, that would be awesome. All right, time now for our drive time road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, kids. It's time this week for a ride in the Lexus 450H Hybrid F-Sport. The RX 450H Hybrid um, F-Sport. That is... um, a great vehicle it is uh, when, when you when you get it from the minute you get into this vehicle to the minute you get out of it you just feel pampered you feel luxury uh, from the outside the lines of the Lexus are beautiful the 2020 RX F Sport um, it is uh, it has the you know the patented big Lexus grill that, that turns some people on turns some people off I like it I think it gives the car a distinct look, although less distinct because now everybody seems to be following that form and fashion, but uh, beautiful lines. Uh, the front has that aggressive uh, Lexus look to it where everything uh, moves around in a certain flow and lights are put in, in great places uh, where they don't obstru- uh, obstruct and obtru- uh, uh, be uh, uh, intrude on the look of the car, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, looking back along the sides of the car, it sweeps back to uh, the floating roof design and then uh, a very uh, a beautiful tail on this car as well. It really is, I don't want to call it a work of art, uh, but it stands out from a lot, of, a lot of the other vehicles in its class. And uh, that's a good thing. It is um, for 2020, a couple of new things. They upgraded the infotainment system, which is good. You, have, you can touch the screen now. You got a Wi-Fi hotspot in there with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and that's um, standard. The all-wheel drive, 308 horsepower Lexus. Uh, really, uh, when you open the door and you get in, uh, the, the RH I drove had a black and red interior, and it was stunning absolutely stunning as you sit in it the seats are comfortable they bolster you well uh they keep you uh they're, they're not so um inattentive uh, they don't let you lose attention on the road they're not so comfortable that you kind of that you know where you're sitting back and you kind of lose all perspective on the road sometimes uh, you know they keep you they keep you upright they have a great position you're a little higher in it and um, a, a great driving position. All of the controls are all there right in front of you. Also, the heating and the radio controls, easy to reach for your passenger, which is something that, you know, uh, counts these days. You have ample plug-in for your devices, as well as uh, a, you know, a, a power outlet in there. Uh, it's roomy. It gives you a lot of space on the side. I like the uh, the pockets that they put in the doors that open up and you can slip um, a flashlight in there and some of the emergency stuff that you would need uh, should you break down or something like that. You, you know, you can have that stuff right at your ready. You don't have to go open, open the gate, uh, rear gate and fumble for it. Uh, again, very roomy. Uh, the seat moves back, excellent trackage where if you're a big guy uh, the steering wheel is not sticking right under your gut and you can take that and you can uh, you know really uh, move it back and still have uh, ample room in the back seat for passengers this is a five-seater vehicle Uh, you're probably going to want to go with four uh, people if you have uh, you know adults of uh, of any uh, you know formidable proportion (laughs) I might say um but it really gives you uh, a sense of luxury. It doesn't lose the road. 
it keeps engaged, especially when you put it in the sport mode and you have the, the selectable driving modes for economy and sport. And when you put it in a, a sport mode, you really get a feel of the road. You really get, as you go through curbs and you go out of town and you get on the highway to go look at the leaves, you, uh, you, you get that feeling of, um, I'm in command of this vehicle. Uh, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm not gonna say it's fun to drive, but it's engaging. It keeps you interested. And that's something that you need. Uh, maybe the only spot inside of this thing that you, uh, that it's a little less uh, of cargo space when you compare it to other SUVs. So that's something that you have to consider, but not so much that you, um, you know, that you're, that you, you're going to miss it. Maybe there's one bag you're not going to be able to fit in. You're going to have to stick in the seat. As I said, the, uh, the, the 300 horsepower, uh, 308 horsepower hybrid, you got a V6 in there with a CVT. It's not the fastest, but it's, uh, you know, it goes. And the transition between electric power and gasoline power is smooth. 31 miles per gallon in the city, 28 MPG on the highway. It can tow up to 3,500 pounds. Uh, it has good reliability and it's a safety rating of five out of five stars from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The F-Sport uh, that I drove uh, came in at about $54,000. Uh, you can buy them as cheap as $46,750, but again, the luxury package uh, adds uh, money on, and the F-Sport has a base price of $50,000 uh, plus, and uh, the sport-tuned adaptive suspension and the bolstered front seats is something that you really want to look into uh, for this. Really not much change for 2020, but it is didn't have to change because it was that good. Uh, a beautiful cruiser, a way to get the family around, and something that you'll be proud to show off at the country club. That is uh, the Drive Time Road Test. Now to put another edition of Drive Time into the books. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be safe out there. And I will see you next Saturday morning with Nathan uh, in tow as my producer, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.